Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Check. I am your host, Allison Winnick, and this week before we jump in and get started, I want to take a moment to thank all of you for your wonderful support um, during my week off last week. Some of you reached out and it was so lovely to hear from you, and so I just wanted to take a moment to thank you and know that I love you and am so happy to have you here on this journey with me. So before we get started, I want to introduce this week's guest. I am joined in the studio today by Ashley Michelle. Ashley is a healer, astrologer, intuitive tarot reader, and channeler. She's been a practitioner of witchcraft for over 10 years and feels that witchcraft and wellness are synonymous to each other. Ashley is well-versed in many different sects of spirituality and incorporates a little bit of everything into her session with her clients. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear more about Ashley's uh, Tarot Masterclass and some links where you can find her on Instagram and her website. And yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Um, Let's just dive right into this conversation with me and Ashley and Michelle. And please take what you like and leave the rest. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wellness Check. My name is Allison. I am your host. And today I am joined in the studio by Ashley Michelle. Ashley, I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, I found you on Instagram during the pandemic this year, and you were a source of comfort to me, um, your guidance and wisdom through your posts and the content that you created uh, were just so helpful. So I'm really excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you so much (laughs) for those kind words. Absolutely. Um, So today we are recording on a full moon night, Mm -hmm. day, energy. It's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. So with that being mind, our content's going to be focused somewhat around Leo season, what this yeah. moon's bringing in. Um, but before we get started today, Ashley, I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, um, how you've gotten onto this spiritual path and journey. Um, if you could just enlighten us with that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm Ashley Michelle. I'm 31 years old, a Sag Sun, Cancer Rising, Aquarius Moon. Um, I have been studying astrology since I was a kid. Like I remember my grandma, like I would always refer to people's sun signs and things like that when we would get to know people and, and all of that jazz and dating. So I don't really ever remember a time without astrology being in my life. And I picked up uh, my first tarot deck when I was 17 And I still have that deck. And so, yeah, I've been pulling cards since then. Um, My undergrad is in biology. So I spent about um, four years getting um, an associate's and a bachelor's. And during that time, I went to a school called SUNY ESF. I live in upstate New York, Rochester, and ESF is in Syracuse. And during that time, it was really, really intense, hard science. I was going to school with a lot of atheists. I was going to school with a lot of people who were like, you're one of those, like astrology is not real. So I kind of focused on my studies. I like put Mm -hmm. my tarot deck away and just kind of focused on my studies and kind of did what I had to do. And, you know, after I got out, 
I have a long background in serving and bartending. Um, and any of you servers or bartenders out there would know that that also brings about a lot of partying and drinking and all of that stuff. So I was in that crowd for about 10 years. And there was a moment during my sudden return in 2018 where, and at this time, I didn't know I was going through a sudden return. I was just, the party was over. I was on like a three-day bender. And I just remember like, it was like 7 a.m. And I was just like, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. It was like the, this come to Jesus moment almost where I was like, you know, like everything's fun. I'm fun. People love to hang out with me and all of this. But, you know, I was so blocked, I would say, from my connection with spirit, with the divine. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've always had a strong connection with the divine, like ever mm-hmm. since I was a kid, just feeling that grounded earthly connection to to the cosmos, right? And I just remembered like, this ain't it. I'm not supposed to be doing this. So long story short, I left my boyfriend at the time, which later I realized was my twin flame. Mm -hmm. And um, I was called to pick up my tarot deck and I built Starseed Shadows in 2019. And wow. And here we wow. are. In, in, and it has in taken 2021. off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taken oh off. Goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's how I'm here where I am. And I just, I just started being authentic and organic to myself and getting rid of energy that was clearly toxic to me mm-hmm. that no longer made sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to really be honest with myself about what the fuck I was doing. I got Mm -hmm. a master's in hospitality. And during that time, I got a master's in hospitality initially to um, be like a tour guide and do Mm -hmm. tourism. And then um, during my master's program, we obviously learned about running a business. Mm -hmm. And during that time was when I was realizing that my twin flame was a fucking twin flame, Mm -hmm. meaning like (laughs) there's lessons there. And so all these things were coming together. And one thing that I always tell my clients is, when we are doing things in alignment with our higher selves, it falls into place. Like the universe just makes it so easy and effortless and organic. And that's what was happening. Everything was organic and easy. So um, I kept on going with it and, you know, it took a lot. Like I had to like come out of the broom closet. Like my, I grew up as a Jehovah's witness. So I know, oh, wow. right? It's crazy. Yeah. I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, my mom was, my dad wasn't, but I was yeah. very heavy into it when I was a teenager. And um, my mom has since gotten out of it. And long story short, religion and the roots of religion are a thing and in my household. So yeah, my grandma talked astrology and all that, but like the tarot cards was like a bit too deep for them. Yeah. And when I decided to do this as a business they were like, well, what the fuck? And not to mention the new age jobs are very different for our parents. They don't see this, you know, like Instagram influencers, what? So (laughs) it was like a whole other world, a whole other world. And they've since come around. I did my mom's first tarot reading about a month ago. Yeah. And she loved it. And it has wow. just been such a transformative experience building this business. And uh, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're in the pocket. That's incredible. And that's so encouraging to hear just about your mm-hmm. journey and like stepping into that higher self and alignment. Um, right. And I want to go back just quickly something you said about your Saturn return. Um, yeah. 
for our listeners who kind of don't know much about astrology or not mm-hmm. sure what that is, could you explain that to us and kind of yeah. um, touch on that for a sec? Yeah, yeah. So um, a Saturn return is when Saturn goes back to the same spot that it was when you were born. So for example, when people are calling your birthday, your solar return, that's when the sun returns to the same spot it was at when you were born every year, the same time. Same thing for all the planets. They all do that. They just all do it at different paces. Mm -hmm. Saturn does it. You're in your Saturn return for about two and a half years. So for me, my Saturn is in Capricorn. So when Saturn was in Capricorn, when Saturn began his entry into Capricorn was when it began my Saturn return. And Saturn was in Capricorn for two and a half years. Over the course of that two and a half years, Saturn hit the exact degree that it was at when it was born, when I was born. So for example, say Saturn was at the 18th degree of Capricorn when I was born. Over the course of that two and a half years, Saturn's going to hit that 18th degree. At that time, it's like when things come to a head. So Saturn is the planet of karmic debt, father time, structure, discipline, um, all of that. So when you're going through your sudden return, it is more often than not a very transformative time in your life. Think about it. It happens three times in our lives. Right around the time that we're two, you're terrible twos. Right around the time that you turn 30, you're dirty 30. And then again, right around the time when you hit your 50s your midlife crisis. Wow. So Saturn has a lot of energy. Things, things happen. Things happen during your Saturn return. And especially I love to pick my clients' brains when um, they book astrology charts. Um, If they're in their Saturn return or if they're past it, I always like to ask what Mm -hmm. happened around that time period for them Mm -hmm. just to, just to see. And um, I've heard some, some doozies you learn some shit about yourself during that time. Mm. The best thing I love to tell people when they're like gearing up for their Saturn return is Mm. just like, allow these transformative experiences to happen. Like that moment that I was talking about when I'm like, I was like sitting on my kitchen floor and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing Mm. with my life? I had to like have a come to Jesus moment and be like, bitch, you need it. Like you're not doing anything. You need to do something better, something more. Let's say had I not done that. Let's say had I just, leaned into the other side and continued, you know, like partying and hanging out. Not that anything is wrong with partying, but everything in moderation is is what I say. What, where would my life would have like, where would my life be somewhere totally Mm -hmm. different? We have Mm -hmm. to answer the call of Saturn. That's kind of Mm -hmm. my point. Hmm. Yeah. That's so impactful. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People freak out on their sudden return, but like you have to like, no, just, you know, this is a challenge and we're going to fucking do Mm -hmm. it. And that's the vibe. That's the vibe. And that's what this work is for, right? It's it's like, we're not meant to be comfortable. (laughs) We're not meant to live in like the little safe bubble that we're in Mm -hmm. all the time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's okay to get us through whatever we're doing, but at the same time, that those kind of transitions and transformation periods to embrace them is, yeah. is like essential as well. Um, so that's really cool. It um, is. I was wondering if we could kind of segue into a little conversation about Leo season. Yes. I can just kind of say, you know, so we have the full moon in Aquarius. Um, we have another full moon in Aquarius on the 22nd of August. So oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Double the trauma. So we have we have two full moons in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's a degree thing. This wow. full moon is on the first degree of Aquarius right now. 
And then um, the next full moon is at the 29th degree of Aquarius. Wow. So, and there's 30 degrees in every sign. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what does that mean for us? So with this full moon, we're dealing with, it's funny that you say that I was going to do a post about that um, later this week. I, okay. So I don't want to say that we're dealing with lower vibration Aquarius. We're dealing with more with immature energy of Aquarius right now. So not mm-hmm. to get too deep in astrology and like lose people, but within mm-hmm. the 30 degrees, they're, they're broken up into 10 degrees, right? So 10, 10, and 10. Yeah. So the first, second, and third decant. So the first decant is when you're dealing with um, the immature energy of that sign's energy. And then as you go through the decants, that energy becomes more and more evolved. So with this full moon, we're dealing with the lesser evolved version of Aquarius, which really, honestly, there's a lot of energy on the team, on lifting other people up, on sticking up for the little guy. There's a lot of energy on activism. There's a lot of energy around group effort and group dynamics. When we get to later on in Aquarius, the third degree, I'm sorry, the third decant, that's when we're dealing more so about your individuality and how you show up. And we're looking at your future. Mm -hmm. Aquarius energy is all about futuristic energy. It's all about what's happening next and how do I get there to make sure that happens next? Mm -hmm. That's what that energy is about. Not to mention starseed energy. Aquarius is the sign of aliens and foreigners (laughs) and foreign land and all that jazz. So all that good stuff is kind of jam-packed in there. Uh, This moon specifically is opposite the sun in Leo. So that's the only thing. So one thing that I think, I think we intuitively know, but it kind of gets overlooked. Every sign in the Zodiac, it's a wheel. So everyone has its opposite with those Mm -hmm. on their opposites. One, one has something that the other lacks. For example, Aquarius and Leo are always opposite. Leo is about the self. Aquarius is about the team. But there is an aspect of individuality in Aquarius. It's a big aspect. But Aquarius is about individuality for ascension. Leo is about individuality for attention. That's the difference. Um, so these guys, the sun is opposite the moon. So there was, especially for this guy, a lot of, it's like a seesaw. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like weighing, you know, um, the self versus the team, the self versus the individual being creative and childlike and spunky, but also making sure that you are putting roots down for your future and keeping your eye on the prize. Lots of that energy. We love Leo season. I think Leo gets a bad rap. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Leo and Scorpio. Moon, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Leo and Scorpio, those two get such a yeah. bad rap. You know, I'm a Sagittarius son, so I fucks with a Leo. I get along with Leos all day, all the time. One of the biggest things that is a huge misconception about Leo is Leo's need or crave for attention. It's very much because that's how they feel like they can receive love. It's one of their shadow aspects of Leo. Every sign has a shadow aspect. And and that's Leo's. They, they feel like the only way for them to receive love is by being upfront and personal. But Leo also is like a fantastic host. Leo energy is really, really good at interior design. Leo energy is spunky and charming. Leo energy is super giving and fun. 
Leo energy is childlike and is super in touch with, with their inner child and super in touch with the fun of life. Leo is also fixed energy as well. Leo likes to be in the act of building and to continue to build. You know what I mean? They're quite motivated. They're self-motivated individuals. So, you know, there's good and bad, which I really hate saying. I prefer to say like, you know, lesser evolved, more evolved energy with everything we have going on with all these planets we have going on. It's really just how we choose to work with them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's something that we can take from every single sign, like whenever the moon is in any sign, there's always something you can take. Like I know for me, I love working with Virgo energy because mm -hmm. I have a lot of Sag placements. I'm super spastic. My mind's always going, I like start this project. I'm onto that project. And Virgo <laughs> is so like, this is how we do it. We do it this way until it's perfect. Then we move on. Then we do it that way until it's perfect. Virgo is so meticulous. And I love that about Virgo energy. So mm -hmm. I love working with Virgo energy. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. a lot of other astrologers will say that Virgo is like picky and, and annoying and like all this super, I hate sign shaming. It's the worst. Yeah. That's my point. It is. And it, it doesn't do anything for us essentially. Like it, it has nothing to do with, you know, reaching a higher self or like getting right. to know yourself on a deeper right. level. It just creates right. more shame, which our world already That's has it. enough of that. <laughs> That's it. So, it just creates no. more shame. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one astrologer, uh, Stephen Forrest, I, I love all of his work and he explained it so well that these, these signs are energies. Mm -hmm. So in all of us, all of us have all, all the energy within our birth chart in one way, shape or form. There's just some energy show up more than others. So when, you know, some of these pop astrologers or baby astrologers, you know, get online and start sign shaming, it really frustrates me because it's like, you're not really teaching somebody else who wants to learn how to understand the energy of that sign. It's doing a disservice yeah. to the, to the, to the science, to the art. Yeah. It's like working again against it almost mm -hmm. like a mm -hmm. counter for force. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. No. And I like how you described Leo in that very descriptive and beautiful light that brings in a lot of mm -hmm. like ambition and motivation mm -hmm. and confidence. Um, play, play, playing, playing, yeah. connecting mm -hmm. with that inner child mm -hmm. I think, is also something mm -hmm. that could be fun to do. Um, Seriously. Yeah. With that, in this Leo season that we're entering into, um, what are some things that people can maybe try to do or what energies of Leo can people harness in order to start um, either building their life up in a different way or switching yeah. inward or creating more routines of self-care, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. stepping into their own power. Like that's a big right. thing I've been getting in my Oracle card readings recently with yeah. people is like stepping into your power, which I think is interesting with this season. So do you have any suggestions about that? Yeah. Have sex, please yourself. Mm -hmm. All of that. Pleasure. Have all, yes. Have all of the sex, masturbate, make yourself come all day if you fucking want. <laughs> and watch Netflix and chill. Leo season is all about pleasure and, and pleasing themselves and feeling important. Um, again, going back to that inner child, I used to love to swing as a child. So that's mm -hmm. on my list to do sometime this week. There's a playground down the street, just to go there like a big ass kid and just swing for no, <laughs> like when's the last time we did things like that and like went down a slide as an adult, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
right it's so strange you bring it up though because I was actually just thinking the other day about how we don't realize it's the last time we do something yeah so like going mm-hmm. on a play set like I don't mm-hmm. like the last time I did that I wasn't thinking about how this was the last time I was right. going to do that but it just ended and so that right. child self who's craving those things that have yes. just like randomly ended in our lives like getting yes. into those things like I might go play sims this weekend like but. play fort I used to play fort with yeah. my brothers or climbing oh trees I was such a tomboy growing Capture up the flag oh yeah yes. <laughs> all of those things to like you know and also to induce laughter laugh you know it's so good for the soul it's good for the gut yeah. Um, and then, you know, be outgoing. Leo energy is like in your face, loud and boisterous. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, anybody that's listening here that may have trouble with that, do something crazy that you're not used to doing, like announce yourself. I am here, you know, do that. Tap into that fire energy that Leo has. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so connecting it back to this Aquarius full moon, Yes. What is, what is like the counter energy of that? What is the, what, is, what else can we draw in through that full moon or these two full moons we have? These two full moons as well. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of really goes back to a lot. What I was saying before Leo, I'm sorry, Aquarius energy is very, very much about the future. I can't like hone that in enough. If, if you guys are, are stuck on what to do or how to do it, when it comes to the full moon, set yourself up. Like I was saying before, Leo energy is fixed energy and so is Aquarius. They love to stay in the act of building, right? So there's cardinal, mutable, and fixed. And cardinals are beginners, you know, fixers are builders, and mutable is ready to move on to the next phase. So when we're working with Leo energy on top of coupled with next to Aquarius full moon energy, how do we keep ourselves in an act of building towards a future that we desire and, and, and want and deserve? Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. The one thing I've noticed is I feel like a lot of people, and you know, correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but a lot of people I think feel overwhelmed when it comes to doing like moon magic or when it comes to doing spell mm-hmm. work because there's so much stuff online and there's so many ways that you could go. So I love to keep it simple with people so that it feels like it's something that's attainable for them. And mm-hmm. then we can get into the candle magic and the oils and the herbs. And like, if you really want to know what I do, I can totally show you what I do. <laughs> but you, you know, one thing, I am a huge, huge fan of mantra work, huge. Mm-hmm. It's been transformative in my life. And um, write down five mantras, five mantras of what your future looks like, five mantras to your future self, writing a letter to your future self. Aquarius energy, again, is very, very much about the future and being innovative. And Aquarius energy is very, very intellectual. Hmm. And, you know, also one thing I want to point out too, letting your freak flag fly. That's a big thing with Aquarius energy. Like I'm fucking weird. I know it. And I don't fucking care. <laughs> and, and, you know, and we've been conditioned yeah. so much to hide, you know, yeah. and that kind of goes back to my story. What I was saying before it, you know, people, I slowly, okay. So my Instagram page for my business was when I started from the ground up, when I started it, I didn't import any friends from my personal page. I didn't do anything because I was still closeted. And, you know, I was honestly operating from a fear mentality. I was afraid of being judged and looked at differently and all of that. So starseed shadows, I had to slowly but surely like take off the veil, the figurative animals, literal veil. And now I'm at the point where like all my Instagram stories are being shared on my Facebook stories. So like Mm. all my friends on Facebook, you know, family members and things like that, they all know I'm a fucking witch. It is what it is. You don't like it. Don't look at my shit. And there's Mm. something about letting my freak flag fly 
I'm activating my Aquarius moon, you know, I'm activating it by doing that. So, and you know, everybody's situation is different. You get out of the broom closet, um, whenever you feel comfortable, but this Aquarius energy is very much about allowing ourselves to sit in our weirdness and being unapologetic Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I needed to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's like, that has also for me been like a reoccurring thing, especially mm-hmm. with this podcast is mm-hmm. I kind of just jumped into it really excited with all these ideas and visions. And then realizing that topics that I'm speaking on are things that I'm bringing up, maybe things that other people in my life haven't heard yeah. or don't know about me. And so yes. it's like really intense sort of like game of mm-hmm. how do I like show what I really love and I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. but also like not offend anyone. But then I'm realizing <laughs> why am I worrying so much about right. that essentially? Right. And, and so much as the goal is helping people and yeah. bringing information up to mm-hmm. um, people's ears and they can listen and, exactly. and can become, you know, start forming a better, better version of, of life of the collective of ourselves. Exactly. And so that's why I love these conversations and mm-hmm. having someone like you on this podcast who has so much insight on um, I mean, specifically astrology, because that's what we're talking about. But I mean, yeah. you're so wise and other <laughs> modalities of magic. And thank you. Things. Thank you. Too. Um, but specifically with astrology, it's really encouraging to receive these messages of being confident and stepping out yes. and, and working with the specific energies that are mm-hmm. happening around us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just my little tangent. <laughs> no, I love it though. It just, it just, it's so mind boggling to me sometimes how small minded we can be as a collective, mm-hmm. like these, these celestial bodies that we are talking about, these planets, you know, these comets, these asteroids have been here for fucking millennia. They've been here for longer than we can even fucking fathom. And they'll but be there here long people, after I'm gone. They'll be here <laughs> long after. And it's so crazy that, you know, a lot of people still believe that we aren't affected by that energy. Like, how could we not be affected by the moon moving into Aquarius? It's the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it <laughs> mind boggles me how people just, they don't bite. They don't, they don't want to sip on the tea. You know, they're just like, oh, oh, that astrology stuff. Dude, mm-hmm. these planets have been here forever. We have been here on like a speck on the timeline we are nothing to these motherfuckers. Of course, we're affected by their energy. Of course we are. Of course it, it moves us and we feel shifts and we are drawn mm-hmm. to understanding it. Mm. I feel like if we weren't drawn to it, there wouldn't be any like value in it, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, like- exactly. And that's a very great point. We are drawn to understanding it. We've been studying the stars since before there was any sort of hard science coming up, yep. coming in before there was anthropology, before there was social, even religion, even religion, even religion, we were studying the stars and that's a testament. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot Absolutely. of astrology, there's like traditional astrology and modern day astrology. And then, you know, you get into Vedic astrology and side reel and all that, which gets really, really deep. But the point is there is some sort of astrological study everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. so nuts mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. fascinating yeah I love it I could spend yeah. hours just <laughs> oh my god it's fascinating <laughs> I love it um, I love it that's awesome so in connection to I guess um like tying it back to wellness 
and well-being. I mean, you kind of touched on at the beginning when you were sharing your story with us, but how can astrology be connected to wellness and well-being in an, in an authentic way that's not mm-hmm. either being culturally appropriate or mm-hmm. racist? What, are, mm-hmm. what can we really get down to with the core of astrology, connecting it to wellness, and how can it be affected, effective for us? Well, you know, okay, I think the easiest thing to do is to track what's going on and to know your chart. You know, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, using astrology for wellness, when you know your birth chart and when you get your birth chart done by a good astrologer, mm-hmm. you'll understand how you work and you'll, you'll understand kind of what your triggers are and, and, and what's happening with you and why you are the way that you are and why you were the way that you were and what's coming. And when you overlay that information onto what's going on in, in the cosmos now, for example, um, the moon is in Aquarius. My moon is in Aquarius. I know that my moon is being activated. My moon, AKA my emotional body, my emotional body is being highly activated by this time. The moon is spending in Aquarius right now. So it's a really good time for me to specifically focus on the collective for me to get information out to people for me, or, you know, when it comes to well-being and things like that, it's just really, really important to know going back to your sudden return, when you know that you're in your sudden return, you can kind of make sense as to what's going on. I was just doing somebody's chart the other day and um, Pluto right now is sitting right on top of her natal sun. Literally same exact degree. And Pluto is in retrograde. She's been going through like an ego death for the last like four years. And wow. yeah, and it's been there because Pluto is an old motherfucker. It takes forever to move. So, and I'm like, well, yeah, girlfriend, you're going to be going through this ego death for a while. And she is, she like, left her boyfriend, started a new relationship. She um, stopped working somewhere. She's building a business in massage therapy. Like she's literally changing her worldview currently mm-hmm. right now. And she had no clue that a lot of it was attributed to Pluto being on top of her son. Now that's not going to happen for everybody in this lifetime because Pluto is a motherfucker. He moves slow as fuck, but um. For her, when she incarnated here on this earth, she decided to incarnate and have Pluto sit on top of her son right now while she's in her 30s in this time of change. So, you know, my point is when you know your chart, well-being kind of goes hand in hand, especially when you work with the more emotional planets like the moon, like Venus. Oh, don't even get me started on Lilith. I do a lot, a lot, a lot of Lilith work. That's how I got um, to know you. I saw your ah, live stream on Instagram about Lilith and I was like, automatically addicted and obsessed. Yeah. This is incredible. I've always been fascinated by Lilith. Lilith is fantastic. Okay. So one of my shadows, and I've known this about myself, is that I need validation. Like I need to know that I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. It's always been one of my shadows. And I've always wondered about it because I'm so confident. Like, why do I need somebody else to tell me I'm doing a good job? When I started looking into Lilith, my dark moon Lilith is in Leo. And yeah. And I was like, there we dark go. Moon, right. <laughs> and dark moon Lilith is all about you sit in exile in Dark Moon Lilith. That's kind of where your defense mechanisms come into play when you're working with, Mm -hmm. so there's Asteroid Lilith, Dark Moon Lilith, and Black Moon Lilith. And I work with all of them. And when you're sitting with Dark Moon Lilith, it's, I find it's that person's defense mechanisms. That's one of my defense mechanisms, needing to feel validated, needing that validation. So that way I know I'm right. And finally, when I looked at that, I'm like, that makes so much sense. So now I can separate myself from, from the act. 
Now, mm-hmm. when I feel like I need that, oh, that's my Lilith acting up. You're fine, Ash. You're doing great. Nobody needs to tell you that you're not. This mm-hmm. is how you use astrology for, for well-being and for self-help. Because when you recognize that some of these deep, dark, insecure parts of you are pain points on a birth chart that you put there to work through in this life, that's when you can start actually working through them. Mm-hmm. It's when we don't recognize them, when we let them sit is when they fester and become not healthy and maybe even manifest through toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. They're like pressure points almost. Definitely. Like if you were just to like push on Definitely. it, it comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on placements too, for sure. Yeah. There are tons mm-hmm. of deep parts. The North node, you know, the North node is the most uncomfortable of your birth chart because that's where mm-hmm. you're going. That's your soul mission. That's where you want to be. So themes around your North node may make you uneasy or you may feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but understanding that, or at least attempting to, you know, astrology is deep as we're talking yeah. about it. You know, we're all forever students of astrology, mm-hmm. um, but it's taking the time to understand yourself in that way, in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like understanding yourself outside of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it connects to, I mean, as like someone I'm in social work. Um, so a lot of like psychology and looking at all mm-hmm. that, it's amazing to me how closely astrology actually ties into different parts of like therapy or how mm-hmm. we do like introspection work and looking mm-hmm. at all our different parts and everything. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to like take that and use astrology together mm-hmm. and be like, wow, okay, this really makes sense. And this is how it links to that or, or whatnot. So with that in mind, do you think that we could take a quick look at my big three, at my sun, moon, and my rising sign? Is that, does that sound cool? That does sound cool. I love it. All right. So my sun is in Libra. Okay. Um, my moon is in Leo and my ascendant is in Cancer. And Libra is in my fourth house. Leo is in my second. And then Cancer is in um, I think she's in cancer is always going to be in the first cause it's on your ascendant. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the big three are the most important out of your chart. So literally anybody listening before you go deep into where your Pluto is and your Saturn and Uranus and all of that, the big three are the most important and how they interact with each other are the most important. Mm-hmm. So your rising sign, it's, it's your mask. It's how you show up when you go out into the world. It mm-hmm. is, it's your security blanket almost. Um, fun fact, old school astrologers would often work with the rising sign of individuals over the sun sign because they wow. felt like the rising was more important. The rising plays a big role. Um, I'm also a cancer rising. Yay. <laughs> we are quite intuitive ourselves. Um, healers, healers for sure. Cranky. We can be a little bit cranky. Um, It's a thing. It's totally a vibe, but we're also very warm. That is people feel very safe with us. They feel safe and able to talk with us and be near us and all of that jazz. Um, Because our rising is cancer, the ruler of your chart in general is the moon. So that's another fun fact. The, The rising of the natal chart is the planet that rules the rising rules the chart as a whole. 
So the moon is going to be the most important for you. So people with cancer risings are going to really want to focus on moon magic. That's where you're going to like excel and really feel the juices when you're working with the energy of the moon. Not to say that you're not, if you want to work with the Mercury retrograde, just saying that's where you're going to want to shine. Um, Your sun is in Libra. It's very Venetian, very, you know, creature of pleasure, you know, a little bit codependent, but you know, you work through that. You work through, you work through, I'm trying to not read you to Philip on this, but you know. No, go for it. I want, I, that's yeah. what I would love. I just read, read me, read away. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Libra has some codependency issues for sure. And some indecisive issues as well. Libra can't make a decision. Sometimes Libra will be in like with one person and say one thing and then totally change their mind with the next person just to appease the other person. Cause Libra just doesn't want the conflict. Um, but sometimes that does more harm than good. So, so you know, that's the vibe with that. I mean, I you're do, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I do love Libras because you guys like the finer things in life. Libras have good taste. Just in, yes, they just really, really, really good taste and stuff and aesthetic stuff, you know? Um, so that's really good when it comes to them, but you know, they're air, they're flighty. They go with the flow. You know, I love my air signs, but you know, you guys sometimes like, I'm just like envisioning like somebody putting like, like a pin or something like that, like, like a stock, like in your clothing to keep you from just like, you know, (laughs) Um, I know we're being recorded, so the listeners are probably like, what? But like, (laughs) um, air energy can be just a bit flighty, Libras as well. And then your moon is in Leo. So, you know, that fixed energy, again, it kind of, the Leo moon, I feel like balances out the water in, in the air that you have. That's a nice balance that you have. And our moon signs, um, are again, our emotional bodies and they're also, they also can be indicative of our relationship with our mothers too. Um, our moon is all about intuition. You know, it's all about using our, our third eye. It's, mm. it's all about feeling things out. And the moon sign in, in the chart is, it's what you hide, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Our moon sign, to put it in layman terms, is how we act when nobody else is watching. These are the qualities within ourselves that we kind of have to look for that mm-hmm. we might not even be aware that we have, you know, like I forget I have an Aquarius moon all the time. And then I, I realize, you know, I'm doing something that's super collective and sisterhood or brotherhood. And I'm like, Oh, there it is. You know, <laughs> it's like things like that. Um, so like a moon in Leo is very, very much again, that I hate using the word attention seeking, but liking to be the life of the party and liking to be out there. Leos also have really good taste. You probably have genuinely pretty good taste in decorating and things like that, huh? Thank you. I like to think that I have a, a good aesthetic for, for a good eye. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seriously. Yep. And all three of those placements are definitely creatures of comfort. All three of yeah. them. Yeah. So yeah. And that's what I that's, lean into when I'm in like situations where I'm uncomfortable. I lean mm-hmm. into comfort, like intense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I ordered a personal pizza from Pizza Hut this week just because I was crying watching an old cartoon movie that I used to watch as a kid. So I did that and <laughs> I did love that, that. And I twice about it. <laughs> but- oh my God. I love it. 
That's very Leo energy too. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So what cartoon was it? Oh, it's going to be really embarrassing. And I'm totally outing myself as a horse girl here. Um, but it was spirit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> spirit. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I work, uh, my other job right now for the summer, I work as an equine therapist, um, mm-hmm. at a local place here in Windsor. So I, you know, around horses all the time. And I came home from work one day and, um, my coworker had just watched it like a few weeks ago. And I was like, I haven't seen that in years. And so I just put it on and then you know, all the, oh yeah. All the Mm -hmm. old feelings and memories of Mm -hmm. being a kid and simpler times came up. And then all of a sudden I was on my phone ordering pizza hut and large breadsticks. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Good for you. Live your best life. (laughs) Just out here. (laughs) Yeah. That was it. Um, so before we wrap up here today, is there anything you would like to leave with our listeners? Any bits of encouragement, anything, um, a little extra to get them through this Leo season that's, that's happening right now. You know, Leo season is a breeze compared to Virgo season is kind of what I'm going to say, you know, like Virgo season is like, you're not doing it right. Do it over again. (laughs) You fucking suck. And Leo season's like, yay, rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. So, you know, to get them through, I would say just enjoy it, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm obviously, I'm an astrologist. I'm a tarot reader. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys can look me up on my IG. I do run a Patreon as well. I'll get all that information to you. So you can get it it all. In the mm-hmm. show notes below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow you, um, check you out. Book yes, readings. check me out. Um, yeah. I'm open for readings. And yeah, let's let's level up. Let's level yeah. up, man. I'm here for it. it. That's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much again for joining me today, Ashley. Um, it's been a real pleasure and so fun to talk with you. Um, Yay. Yeah, I hope to keep connecting in the future. For sure. Let's definitely do it. Amazing. Absolutely. And that is a wrap of episode 13 of Wellness Check. Thank you so much again to Ashley Michelle, who joined me in the studio for this episode. Um, I hope that something resonated with you today. I encourage you over this Leo season that we're in to connect to your self-confidence, to your power, to your pleasure, um, to your inner child self-care and really use this energy of Leo to step into your desires and the future that you have been calling in for yourself. That's a great time for visualization and and stepping into that power. So I would like to take a moment to just give you guys some more info on Ashley Michelle. So her links, um, you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Starseed Shadows. Um, her website is starseedshadows.com and her Patreon, you can find her at www.patreon.com slash starseedshadows. She has a bunch of really cool um, witchy stuff on there for you all to check out. Um, and I also would like to mention to you all that Ashley Michelle has a beginner tarot masterclass on August 22nd from 7 to 9 p.m. And it's on Zoom, so it's very accessible. And if you can't make it to the actual date, then uh, a replay will also be available for you, which is awesome. So there's a link in the show notes below. You can go ahead and check that out. 
and she's only accepting 25 students so if this is something you're interested in if you're interested in getting to know the tarot a little bit better to understanding it um, learning how to read it then I would really encourage you to go ahead and check out her beginner masterclass so again that's in the show notes below as well as a link to Ashley's free newsletter um, so feel free to go and check that out uh, she has some incredible work and um, yeah that's awesome so I would like to take a moment now to just let you guys know that on Wednesday July 28th I will be holding a check-in live at 7 p.m. Eastern time um, and during this live I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little um, something I've been working on and I'm kind of really nervous about it but I'm also really excited at the same time so if you want to be a part of that um, and getting to uh, hear about this little project that I'm doing then you guys can join me um, 7 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday on Instagram and you can find me on Instagram at wellness check podcast uh, so again feel free um, to check that out and if you feel called to or are liking what you hear, feel, please feel, feel free to um, go comment, like, subscribe, review um, on Apple, Google, Spotify, Instagram. Um, and yeah, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of Wellness Check. Until then, um, with light and love. 